By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim... Hey, what's going on? How are you? Tim McCarthy here, host of the podcast 20 Tim Minutes, a show that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. Hope everyone's doing well. To learn more about me, please go to 20timminutes.com. You can buy my app, you can download my app, buy my merch. I got hats. Winter is kind of coming. You can buy a winter beanie, only 20 bones. Help a brother out, you know? And you can always text me too at 781-523-9333. It's not my actual real number. It's a side number. So you won't bother me if you text me. You can submit questions. You can say what up. Whatever. Just don't send me nudes. Um, But yeah, doing pretty good. I'm back with episode 87. Um, It's been a long road. can't believe I started this in November 2020. It's like, uh, it's been kind of exhausting. Not going to lie to you. Just to get guests on, talk to guests, guests, get denied, have people asked to be on the show. That's like the most awkward, I think, with dealing with the podcast host is people just like, oh, you should have me on your show. And I'm just like, uh, like, I'm no, I'm a nobody. I get that. But I try to keep it like uh, kind of in the same realm with like a lot of my guests. Like a lot of people will reach out and it's like they don't really have like mental health things to talk about, which is all right. But. I don't, just not not for this show, and it's just very awkward to put somebody in that spot. Um, but therapy's been good. I kind of showed my hand to my therapist, and he gives me a book to read, and every time I'm like, oh, I forgot to read it, blah, blah, blah. And then I was pretty much saying, like, the only way I'll do it is if if it's due by a certain date. So he's like, all right, so let's, uh, let's make sure you read both chapters by next time we meet. And I was like, ugh. But it's actually good because I need to get out of my comfort zone and be exposed with some of the things that uh, I'm not good with. And reading's one of them. There's a website called Summary, S-M-M-R-Y. If you can't read like me, because I have ADHD and uh, it's very hard to pay attention, that website, you plug in the URL or like a paragraph or whatever you need, and it will break it down in like bullet points of what it's talking about. So yeah, I use that for this podcast when I'm trying to read and learn things, but Again, it's like, this is the real life me. Like, I do struggle with that. I was never good in school. I think I got like a fucking 720 on my SATs. I fell asleep during them. I just, I can't do standardized testing. I was never good in school. Like I said, C's and D's get degrees, baby. Because if they put a GPA on your uh, diploma, that would have been terrible. Even though I dropped out of college and I'm still paying student loans. But besides that, I uh, I didn't know what to talk about because I've been doing pretty well. So I was like, oh, I must be cured, right? So I'm like, I'm going to say that as a joke. So when we got on, I was like, yeah, I don't really have much to say. I guess I'm cured. And I thought his computer froze, but he just kind of looked at me in disappointment. And that was even funnier. But he's got a great sense of humor. I always make him laugh. I have a great therapist. I'm very fortunate of that. Um, so if you can reach out, If you are having trouble with uh, mental health or mental illnesses, you got to stick it out and try to find a therapist if you can. I know there's like free resources for people that don't have health insurance that you can find online. I know on my resource page on my website, there's a lot of ones you you can click. 
That's why I have it up there because I know it's not easy looking for things and I know it's not easy sticking those out um, because it is a long journey. And I tell that to everybody that it's not easy, especially when you're depressed and anxious and down and out and you're like, I need help. And they're like, okay, uh, six months. You're like, okay, fuck. So there's little things you can do in between that to keep up with your mental health. And that's obviously like the basics, going out, going for a walk, drinking a lot of water, cutting alcohol out of your system, cutting pretty much like crappy food out of your system, eating better, talking with friends, talking with family, keeping busy. There's a lot of things that you, that can help with your mental health. And it's not easy. I'm not saying that like, oh, go for a walk and you'll be cured. Because a lot of people would say that to me and I'd be like, shut up. I know. Thanks for telling me. Um, but yeah, so this was, uh, presented by Chelsea from the sticky Eddie podcast, who I'm actually interviewing this Thursday. So funny enough, she sent me this article or these Instagram posts, or Instagram post articles now, like the ones that you slide and there's like 10 of them and you read stuff. That's gotta be an article, right? An Instagram article, uh, artogram. I don't know. I tried. That was too hard. Uh, so the, the July launch of 988, remember that's the suicide prevention uh, number now, um, it was celebrated um, by providers and advocates, but it's triggered concerns I've, I've come to find out from people who say using the service could lead to increased law enforcement involvement in forced hospitalization. I did not know that. I thought it was just like somebody you talked to. So I guess you would have to give your address when you call up, but maybe you shouldn't if you don't want that to happen. But again, this one is so tricky because it's a double-edged sword and I can get both sides of this, which I'm pretty much always like that. I'm not judgmental. I can see both sides of the coin. Like I'm not into politics by any means, but like I get it. Like there's two sides and then there's like the spaghetti, whatever politics. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? The spaghetti people and they get to wear like a spaghetti strainer on their head and they're in their um, license. I don't know if that's a, a political thing, but I know it's a thing. Um, so the reason people are saying no to it is uh, if, a if a 988 thinks a caller is an immediate risk of harming themselves, they may send police to take them to a hospital even without the caller's consent. And obviously that can be dangerous. Uh, so one in five fatal police shootings in 2019 involved a person with mental illness and involuntary treatment could be traumatic. And I hear about that a lot, um, how some people want to go suicide by cop. So if someone's saying that and you send the police, then there's other lives that can be taken as well. So it's all like precautions. I know like, I don't want, I don't ever like want to badmouth the police, but there's obviously like in any job, there's shitty people that work their job and just some people don't know how to deal with mental health. And I think that's a course. And I've actually taken that course um, when I volunteered with the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition. It's a mouthful, but they're good people. And I took a course on that. So hopefully a lot more police departments are taking that into consideration, how to handle people with mental illnesses, because it isn't easy. And I can only imagine being from the officer side. Um, so the counselors there are trained to actively listen, discuss the caller's concerns, and help find solution. Most calls about suicide are de-escalated without law enforcement, which is good. That's what these people are trained for. Uh, in previous years, emergency services were dispatched in just 2% of the hotline's interactions. I got to think that went up with the new number. Um, I think Massachusetts just implemented it. I want to call and just like ask them questions, but I don't want to hold them up because I know how that is. That's like calling 911 to see why your power's out, but you're holding up a line for somebody that probably got like fell down an elevator shaft. 
I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of, falling down an elevator shaft. But that's got to be wicked scary. You ever seen that video of that woman walking the elevator and, like, the dog, like, didn't make it the elevator? It starts going up with him on the leash, but this guy comes and, like, rips him off. That guy's a hero. It was like a Pomeranian. Look it up. Um, so people are debating if they should even call or not. Um, it's not satisfying, but the honest answer is it depends. Uh, the 988 hotline is the nation's most comprehensive mental health crisis service and can provide crucial help to those in emotional distress. Police response and involuntary treatment are rare, but potential risks. So there's this one website called don'tcallthepolice.com and it have a lot of websites, uh, links and phone numbers to call that's not 988 so you can feel more secure talking to somebody without them potentially sending the police so there are other options with this so that's don'tcallthepolice.com which I think is a funny website name um, so the US doesn't have a national mental health hotline that pledges not to call the police so that's probably your best bet is uh, don'tcallthepolice.com that's a great name um, but obviously if you need help immediately call 911. That's the most efficient way. Um, if you can't talk to somebody or you need immediate help, because that is the best way. So there's 911 and 988. Make sure you save those. Um, but yeah, doing interviews with people coming up are really great. Chelsea from the Sticky Yeti podcast is really good. We talk about sobriety and how, how normal it is for like booze to be out there like when you go to like a party and people are like oh how come you're not drinking it's like because i decided not to and then like every commercial is like a beer commercial and if you notice this i didn't know this but you can't drink a beer in a beer commercial i learned that from like the heineken commercial with neil patrick harris do you remember that commercial i don't know why i have the weirdest memory i couldn't remember dates in history but i can remember neil patrick harris in a heineken commercial but it's just so standard. It's like, oh, you go out for a drink with your friends or it's like just glamorized and it's pretty funny. And like, I'm not being a hypocrite because I still do drink, but I understand the other side. Again, I know both sides of the coin. I have, my best friend doesn't drink or do drugs and I support him fully. I think it's cool when people don't have tattoos and people that don't drink. I love them because uh, I do both of those. I have a lot of crappy tattoos, which are really good. Actually, you know what? I have... Not crappy tattoos. I have ridiculous tattoos that are really good. Uh, my buddy who does my tattoos is phenomenal. I have a zebra cake, a buffalo chicken, uh, Lily Munster. I got a bunch of stuff. But people that don't have tattoos or drink or do drugs, <laughs> hats off to you. Um, I was reading this too. <laughs> yeah, heard this one. It's like every week. It's like, yeah, I read this. No shit, Tim. No shit you read something. Uh, virtual, virtual reality exercise may help lower stress benefits and help with anxiety. Um, so the benefits, I like this because a lot of people have gym anxiety or people don't want to go to the gym, can't afford it. Maybe can't afford a monthly plan. So this VR working out is like helpful because you can watch what's going on and then do that practice. Like I, I had a DVD of uh, yoga and that was the same thing. Like I had home workouts, but to feel like you're at the gym can really help people um, get over that. Cause I talked about it last week about the phobias and, and VR. So VR is taking over. We're going to be in the metaverse soon. We're all going to have a second life like that game, second life. Like we're going to have jobs in the meta metaverse. So we would get paid in NFTs or Bitcoins, whatever that means. I don't know what an NFT is and I don't care to know. And I don't know what the acronym means. It's like photos that you sell. I don't know. I'm not that smart, but I feel like you don't have to be smart. Didn't have to know what that is. Bitcoin, kind of get. 
Not really. But there are drawbacks, obviously. It's like um, you can be pretty not – it's not the same as working out at the gym, like obviously, but it's a step to get there or it's a step for somebody that is uh, possibly very overweight or very or very underweight. I don't know why I just went overweight, but it can be underweight too. And uh, I just think that's a really cool idea, and I would love to look at it. And it's kind of like the ring for the switch. I have the switch thing because I actually don't really like going to the gym unless I'm with somebody. Because there's a lot of bros in there, and then like you get looked at. And I don't know if I'm getting looked at because I'm fucking super cute, or I'm getting looked at because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I think it's the latter. Um, but yeah, be nice to the people at the gym. Gym anxiety is real. Like people that take videos of people working out that don't know what they're doing, like you're kind of a piece of shit. How about you go over there and help them out? At first, I'm not, again, again, I used to be like that. I used to think it was funny. But when you get older and, and mature, you're like, that guy just got up, wanted to do better for himself, went to the gym, and he's getting made fun of. Like, come on, be better than that, people. There's a guy on TikTok that does that. I forget his name, but he's juiced to the gills. Um, I, don't think, well, I wouldn't say juice with, like, steroids, but the dude's just, like, guy looks like the Incredible Hulk, and he calls people out that do that. I think it's really cool. So a lot of people were confused with the dopamine serotonin talk. And I want to make it more clear because I'm still learning about it. So I don't think I explained it a little bit. And then endorphins. I feel like endorphins was another thing that I know, but I don't really know. So I'm going to explain the three with a little bit of uh, easier connotation. Would that be the phrase? I don't know. Is anyone even listening? <laughs> I love this. Uh, so endorphins are block pain receptors. They're basically natural opioids and function in a really similar manner. They produce a similar feeling of euphoria to other opioids. Endorphins are chemicals, hormones, your body releases when it feels pain or stress. They're released during pleasure activities such as exercise, massage, eating, and sex. Uh, endorphins help relieve pain, reduce stress, and improve your sense of well-being. Short answer. Dopamine. Dopamine controls how much you are rewarded for a positive action. It doesn't directly produce a feeling of pleasure, but rather increases the desire to perform the action again. Dopamine is known for a feel-good hormone, which I'm going to get into because there's some, there's some debates on this one. Uh, it gives you a sense of pleasure. It also gives you motivation to do something when you're feeling pleasure. Dopamine is a part of your reward system. Mm -hmm. I just cleaned my uh, cat little box and uh, I wasn't rewarded for it, so my dopamine wasn't there. And then serotonin regulates mood. More generally means that you're happier while less tends to mean you're not happy. It doesn't directly cause pleasure either. Certain drugs and substances as caffeine, alcohol, nicotine, NutraSweet, antidepressants, and some cholesterol-lowering medications deplete serotonin and other neurotransmitter levels. Tim, you're doing great, my dude. So I, I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to read a little bit that uh, I did some research on. And it's funny, too. It's like scientists recommend it. I saw this great tweet from a guy, and he's talking about like uh, how like scientists, he's like, I'm a scientist, and I've tried a lot of studies. And he was talking about like how he tried to fit an orange in his mouth. So you have to take that with a grain of salt when people are like, well, scientists agree. It's kind of like the 9 out of 10 dentists will use Crest. Like, I need to talk to that one dentist and be like, and he's like, fuck that. You need Colgate no crest, or you get to brush your teeth with bacon soda. You know how that people is? I don't know. Uh, so scientists found no clear evidence that serotonin level and serotonin activity are responsible for depression. They suggest that depression is not likely caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain and challenge the role of antidepressants as the first line 
of treatment. Review included tens of thousands of participants and adopted several different approaches to the relationship between serotonin and depression. Research comparing levels of serotonin and its breakdown products in the blood of brain fluids did not find a difference between people diagnosed with depression and healthy control participants. So you always get like different views from everybody. And I think this is interesting. And I I mentioned this last episode, so I want to go over it. And I am right now. A sample of recent studies found that this method of reducing serotonin levels didn't cause depression in healthy participants, discrediting a link between serotonin deficiency and the condition. Huh. So obviously, well, like I said, serotonin is regulates the mood. So with depression, I don't know. Take this what you want. I'm just bringing the facts of reading stuff, not the facts of like facts, but I'm just bringing articles that seem like facts and you can factual check them and you can see if you want to in fact believe that they're in fact facts. Fact up. That's fact up. Oh man, I should have a, a show, a side show called That's Fact Up where I like debunk facts or find facts or debunk facts or fact debunks. <laughs> That's fact up. <laughs> I'm hysterical. Uh, many studies considered how stressful life events impact the risk of depression and found that people who had experienced more stressful, stressful life events were more likely to have depression. Makes sense. Um, so I'm kind of with it on that statement. What this means is that we should stop seeing depression as a medical condition and view it as a human reaction. I like that that way. Of course, the brain is involved in depression as it is involved in all of our moods and actions, but that does not mean that we can find the origin of depression in the brain or even part of its origin. I think it is like a human just reaction of depression. Like you can have somebody, you can have a loss in the family or friends or whatever, and you can go down a deep, dark depression. And it doesn't mean you have a mental illness. So I'm kind of with this. If you're taking antidepressants and thinking twice of whether you should be, don't stop them suddenly, obviously. Seek advice from your doctor. And if you do decide to stop, make sure you do it under supervision and wean yourself off of it. Don't ever just like go cold turkey because I was doing that by mistake with my um, Lamictal, my mood stabilizer, like I would miss days. I'm like, yeah, I'll be all right. And they're like, Tim, that is a daily drug. And the reason that you're not doing so hot is because you're missing days. And I was like, huh. So that's how it works. Like, I don't even know how to be an adult sometimes. It's very funny. But again, take this for how you want to take it with all my uh, information that I laid out for you. But I do appreciate you guys every week uh, checking me out. I know a lot of the diehard 2010 maniacs out there. I really appreciate you guys so much. And I'm grateful. Three things. I'm grateful for the people that listen all the time. I do appreciate that. And number two, I'm appreciative for the dentist. She said I had nice teeth and I love a clean it. I'm like, go harder. Go harder. Um, and yeah, it looks like I have nice teeth, but I have so many cavities and Fun fact, I have a missing tooth that you can't see, but here it is. YouTube exclusive, Tim's missing tooth. And third, um, I'm just thankful for my animals. They've been great. When I'm feeling down and out, they help me out a lot. Lucille, Leo, Charles, and Fanny. Greatest names for cats and dogs. Um, I love you guys so much, and have a good one. And we're clear.
podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.